is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. I hope you had a fabulous Thanksgiving and enjoying a Black Friday, buying some really cool stuff for your family and your friends. And we've got a lot of news to talk about, including some good news. The first Israeli hostages have been returned. Uh, Ten Thai, one Filipino freed. 39 Palestinian convicts have also been released in this uh, ordeal. 13 Israeli women and children taken hostage by Hamas on October the 7th are crossing back into Israel after a transition through Egypt via the Red Cross on Friday evening local time. 10 Thai hostages and one Filipino hostage have also been freed is what we've been told so far. In return, Israel has released 39 Palestinian terror convicts, all women or teenagers. It has also allowed additional fuel trucks and other supplies into Gaza after a four-day pause and fighting took effect earlier on Friday under the terms of the agreement. Now, here's what we also know. Over 200 hostages remain in custody in Gaza. Israel initially withheld the names of the hostages to be released, though names began to trickle out during the transfer that is what we know. One hostage release was Hannah Kadzir. She had been uh, erroneously reported by Palestinian Islamic Jihad to have died in captivity. She was reportedly among the 13 Israeli hostages seen transferred from Gaza to Israel via the Red Cross through Egypt. Now, there's also been an update that's come through recently in the Times of Israel is now reported the names and ages of the female and child hostages released and returned to Israel. Many of them older. Hannah, 77. Uh, another, 77. Yaffa, 85. Another, 79. Another, 72. And then there were some younger ones. A mother and a daughter, 44 and 9 years old. Also, then another 78-year-old, 54-year-old, and a 9-year-old, all related. And finally, a 2-year-old, a 5-year-old, and a mother, 34, also related. Israel's army radio narrated the emotional moment when the hostages, including children, boarded a white bus at the Rafah crossing in Egypt to be transferred across the boundary into Israel. They were also escorted by Israeli soldiers as well as health professionals. At least 50 Israeli hostages are set to be released over the next four day pause is what we've also been told. And a total of 150 Palestinian convicts will be released. Hamas will be allowed to extend the pause in fighting as long as it hands over an additional 10 hostages per day, up to 10 days total. Israel would then release an additional 150 Palestinian prisoners, is what we have been told in this agreement. There are a number of potential complications in the deal. Israel reportedly agreed to stop surveillance of Gaza during the four-day pause, which will allow Hamas to also move hostages without their locations being traced and would also allow Hamas to rearm in anticipation of more fighting. Meanwhile, 
Some Palestinian civilians who moved south during the fighting are attempting to return to the northern Gaza Strip, which is still very much a war zone. Hezbollah in Lebanon has also stopped firing at Israel, though it is not a party to the agreement with Hamas on the hostages. But as you know, Hezbollah and Hamas, I'm sure, are communicating on a very regular basis and communicating through Iran. Now, the first stop for the hostages will be a military base in Israel, where they will receive medical examinations and attentions needed. The families of the hostages are waiting there, is what we've been told, as are stuffed animals and toys for the children who are going to be released. Soldiers escorting the hostages have been instructed not to answer questions directly about the children's parents, because many of the children's parents were killed by Hamas. Few of the hostages are presumed to know the full extent of what happened in the last several weeks. Israel has vowed to continue the fighting to destroy Hamas after the ceasefire, which many Israelis believe can no longer be allowed to exist after the October 7th terror attack. Global pressures, however, is building as the anti-Semitic left are building against Israel demanding they extend the pause into a permanent ceasefire. And I will tell you tonight, do not take that bait. I will also explain why in just a moment. Now, here's also something else you need to know. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu issued a statement officially welcoming the return of the hostages, noting it remains one of the main goals of the war and said that the Israeli government would continue to pursue all the hostages released. That is the good news. Now, Netanyahu obviously coming out with this statement, welcoming them back is a big news uh, and certainly an exciting moment for many. There are also, as you know, more than 100 hostages that are still in captivity from what we understand. Now, let me explain to you what's going to happen when it comes to the media's aspect of this and how the media is going to handle this so you understand. The media and the left around the world are going to say that this ceasefire should turn into a long-term ceasefire. That's what they're going to say. They're going to say that this should turn into a, a, a complete stop to this war. Do not fall for this propaganda because that's exactly what it is. I want to make that very, very, very clear. That is propaganda. Do not fall for that propaganda. And the reason why I call it propaganda is because they're going to be pushing and claiming that this is somehow Israel. Now, let's also uh, Israel's fault. Let me also remind you of this. If there is truly a wish for a ceasefire and for this war to end, then watch what Hamas does over the next several days. Do they, in fact, continue the ceasefire by releasing 10 hostages per day? And if they do, that's a good sign. I don't believe they'll continue to do that for the long term. Why? Because they have just said and made it clear and they knew it was going to happen in response to this horrific terror attack that happened on the 7th. They knew they were going into a bloody war and they were willing to die and have countless people die around them. They didn't care about the people in Palestine. They didn't care about the women and children who they were putting in harm's way. In fact, they knew that uh, that there was going to be a significant loss of life and they decided to do it anyway. Have they learned their lesson? No, I don't believe they have. Are they trying to have a ceasefire so they can refuel and re-engage and get new weapons and get warriors and fighters back to the front lines? You better believe it. But the real question is, 
if the Palestinians want this to happen moving forward, if they want there to truly be a ceasefire, then they're the ones that continue to, they can continue to extend this ceasefire. I would watch them, but do not take the bait that this is somehow on Israel to fix this problem. Israel has a right to protect and defend itself the same way that we had the right after 9-11 to protect and defend ourselves. The same way that any country that is attacked in such a barbaric way has a right to protect and defend themselves. This shouldn't be up for debate. It sure as hell shouldn't be up for negotiation. It shouldn't be up for anyone else in the world, by the way, to decide what Israel can and cannot do to protect and to defend themselves. Because again, this is all about protecting and defending their right to exist. The Jewish people have been hunted down for decades. And if you go back in history, honestly, longer than that. And they have the right to protect and defend themselves when you have people that are terrorists coming after them. Look at the other issue here. I want you to think about how how disgusting this terrorist organization is that they have built these tunnels, which now you can see underneath this hospital to bring in and out of that hospital their terrorists and to put their weaponry and to put their munitions and to put their ammo and to put everything that they use and their machine guns in this hospital. They knew they were putting people in harm's way when they did it and they didn't care. This is what terrorists do. They don't value anyone's life, including their own allies' lives, because they are radical extremists. And this is how radical extremists work. This is how radical extremists act. This is how radical extremists continue to move and act moving forward. It is absolutely disgusting. But what you're going to see now is this, is this real big push for people to turn yet again on Israel with propaganda, saying, well, this ceasefire Israel could have agreed to extend it. They could have turned this into a stop to war. No, there is no way that that should happen. And more importantly, when I say there's no way that should happen, it shouldn't happen until they've taken care of Hamas, period. The same way that we took care of Al-Qaeda and ISIS. The same way that we said we're not stopping until we wipe them off, in essence, the face of the earth. And that is exactly what we should always do. Let me also say this is not, to me, controversial at all. We did this after 9-11. Israel has the right to do it after their 9-11. And the idea that they should somehow sit back or be careful or cautious when dealing with terrorists is absurd. It's anti-Semitic. You never side with the side of evil. It's just that simple. You never side with the side of evil. I want to get your phone calls in here tonight and get your reaction to all of this. 877 877- 381-3811-877-381-3811. We'll get your phone calls in here. Also, you can send me your thoughts on Twitter. Ben Ferguson Show on Twitter. Also on Instagram. A lot of you on there. It's Ben Ferguson at Ben Ferguson Podcast. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Parlor, Getter, 
True Social as well. Ben Ferguson podcast. I'll read your comments during the show as well. So send them in. We've got a lot to talk about tonight, but the ceasefire has begun. This four-day ceasefire that can be extended as long as they release 10 hostages per day up to another 10 days. The real question is, will they actually do it? And I'm referring to the terrorists. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Have you seen the headlines lately? Third highest deficit in history. Digital dollar sparks uncertainty. We're living in an unpredictable world, but gold is still gold. It's weathered many storms. My gold gives me peace of mind. It's tangible. And I'm a firm believer in owning gold. My favorite gold company, Augusta Precious Metals. Why? Let me tell you something. They're top of the top. If you have an IRA or a 401k and you want to diversify with physical gold, you can learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. They're outstanding. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, LEVIN to 68592. Or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text data and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Nice to be with you. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one on this Black Friday. We've got lots to chat about, including a ceasefire that has been begun in Israel. And the media will use this 1000 percent to then turn on Israel uh, when the fighting begins again. And to be clear, the fighting will begin again and it should begin again to take care of Hamas because Hamas still very much exists right now. And Israel has every right to take out Hamas after what happened to them. They should not, in my opinion, stop going after Hamas. They should go after Hamas, continue to go after Hamas. Let me also remind you of what we've been dealing with in this country. In this country, the amount of anti-Semitism has been truly unbelievable. The amount of pro-Hamas propaganda that has been on social media has been staggering. The amount of pro-Hamas propaganda that has been put out, for example, on TikTok by the Chinese has been staggering. And this is the reason why the president, Joe Biden's approval rating is so low with the handling of the war between Hamas and Israel. And the reason why I say that is because young people are influenced by TikTok. More than 70 percent of young people in this country say that his handling of the war is going terribly. They don't like his handling of the war. And the reason why is because they actually, young people, stand with the Palestinians and stand with Hamas, stand with the terrorists. It's disgusting. Not surprising, but it is disgusting. One other note I I should mention real quick is that in this country, the media is trying to turn people against Israel as well. From the very beginning, they've been trying to do this. Take a listen to this montage of the media 
standing up for the terrorists over Israel. It's growing backlash to a letter signed by nearly three dozen student groups at Harvard, which solely blamed Israel for the deadly attacks by Hamas. We do not punish or sanction people for expressing such views. The BLM chapters and groups across the country actually celebrating the sickening sight you're seeing there. Their flyer had a paraglider on it. Oh, Raymond, it's getting so bad you can't even hold a moment of silence for the Israeli victims during a school board meeting without pushback. As the old civil rights adage goes, no justice, no peace. Remember that what's happening right now is in a greater context of uh, one of the greatest crimes against humanity, which is an apartheid regime. The Israeli government is what has fueled this. It's and Israel that is occupying the Palestinians, not the other way around. And it's basically like living, Alex, in an open air prison. I think Hamas mainly attacked military establishments, military installations. You can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about that? Do you condemn it? I already said, why can't you say yes? Why can't you say yes? These are just some of the people that are out there. There These are some of the extreme lefties out there that right now are doing this. This Colorado Democrat and the atrocities of Hamas, what about it, as he described it? What about it, right? Like, who cares? What about it? People that are going to watch your do you support Israel's rights to defend themselves against this brutality? Congressman Wybie, have the Palestinian flag outside your office if you do not condone what Hamas terrorists have done to Israel. Do you condemn yes. Hamas sin? Tell me I that. I have already said that I condemn the violence that Hamas but perpetrated. Hamas as an organization, a terrorist organization, will you condemn them? I don't them? see them as a terrorist organization. Hamas is a political movement that was elected. The justification of the violence is the occupation. Palestinians are leading a freedom movement. Hamas is a movement. And then you fight back for that and you stand for your rights. That does not make you a terrorist. That makes you a defender. And 31 student groups blaming Israel. And your answer to this is they are largely right. You cannot simply look at this particular moment without the larger backdrop of an ugly occupation. A lot of them were very disappointed when the United States moved its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Again, I think that uh, Hamas decided that uh, now uh, to amass these capabilities and to carry out this attack, they need to bring more attention uh, in the region uh, and globally to what they consider to be their, their plight. Their plight. This is America's media doing this. I'm telling you, get ready, because they are going to go after, like you've never seen before, Israel. They're going to go after them for defending themselves. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll be right back. Have you seen the headlines lately? Third highest deficit in history. Digital dollar sparks uncertainty. We're living in an unpredictable world, but gold is still gold. It's weathered many storms. My gold gives me peace of mind. It's tangible. And I'm a firm believer in owning gold. My favorite gold company, Augusta Precious Metals. Why? Let me tell you something. They're top of the top. If you have an IRA or a 401k and you want to diversify with physical gold, you can learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. They're outstanding. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, Levin to 68592. Or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Text data and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions to get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You're listening to Denali, the great one. The great one. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. Welcome. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. Nice to be with you. Hope you're having a great Black Friday and had a fabulous Thanksgiving. We're talking now about the ceasefire that has begun in Israel. Uh, This can be good news because hostages are coming out. Yes, it also is bad news because it allows for Hamas to reorganize, uh, refuel, bring in new fighters and ammunition. There can be more days in the ceasefire added on if they release 10 hostages at a time. You may have noticed I didn't mention any of the American hostages. If you want to know why, it's because we don't know anything. Biden had his press conference in which he announced he had no idea when American citizens held hostage in Gaza would be released. And what did he do afterwards? He immediately went shopping. Yes, that is not a joke. Biden did say happy Thanksgiving to all. I hope you've enjoyed it and then shuffled away after he made that part of his speech. What he also said about Hamas is this. Listen carefully. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. You may recall when we did the G20 about a little while ago, I was able to get a resolution, a a statement passed through there saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East into into Saudi Arabia, Israel, et cetera, and all the way up to Europe. Not the the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and then railroad. The whole idea is there's overwhelming interest, and I think most Arab nations know it, in coordinating with one another to change the dynamic in their region for longer-term peace. And uh, that is uh, what I'm going to continue to work on. Thank you all very, very much. I appreciate it. So the president, to be clear there, is saying that the reason why I must struck when they did was because Joe Biden wanted to build, quote, a railroad all the way through the Middle East and Saudi Arabia, Israel, et cetera, and all the way to Europe. I'm just curious, Mr. President, how much of that railway was I supposed to pay for, right? Now, the most important question was the question about the hostages. What did the president say? When will the first American hostages be released since none were included today? We don't know when that will occur, but we're going to be expected to occur. And uh, we don't know what the list of all the hostages are and when they'll be released, but we know the numbers when they're going to be released. So it's my hope and expectation will be soon. So we know nothing. At least he was honest about that. We don't know. There's your president of the United States of America. Now, imagine being an American citizen. Imagine being a family member of an American citizen who is being held hostage. And it's like, well, all right, well, what are the conditions, right? What does the president have to say about the conditions? Does our government know a damn thing? And of the 10 Americans that are unaccounted for, do you know all of their conditions? Are they all alive? We don't know all the conditions. We, we don't know anything. Is there anything this president does know? Right. I mean, I mean, seriously, I'm just curious. What do we know, Mr. President? Well, we know this, apparently. Two American women and one four year old child, Abigail, who remains among those missing. We also will not stop until we get these hostages brought home. 
and an answer to their whereabouts. But we don't know when, we don't know where, we don't know who they are, we don't know exactly where they are, we don't know anything, but we'll keep you posted. Happy Thanksgiving to one and all. If you want to look what failed leadership looks like, look at this guy. If you want to know why terrorists are acting out right now, look at this guy. If you want to know why I say he's the one to blame, look at this guy. If you are a terrorist and you're watching that press conference, you know that this is an opportunity. That's what this is. It's an opportunity. You can get away with whatever the hell it is you want to get away with right now. Because who's going to stop you? Is there anyone that is going to stop you? Certainly not from this government. Certainly not from this president. They're not going to stop any of it. one 877 381-3811. Let's get to some of your phone calls. Let me go to Frank in Astoria, New York. Line one, welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Nice to have you with us. Hi. Hi, uh, Mr. Ferguson. Uh, I, I, I thank you very much for taking my phone call. And I want to wish uh, on the part of uh, their Yahweh, my God the Father, and uh, the great-grandfather of my friends out in Maspeth, that all these hostages are being released uh, back, and uh, they're mostly safe. But there is only one thing that I can't understand. Why Hamas, for many, many, more than 20 or 30 years, have, have been lying to the world and saying that they will agree with a ceasefire with Israel, and then they wait many, many years to come back and attack in full force when you least expect it, like these sneak attacks like the like in Pearl Harbor. I don't understand why they continue. You say there it's a propaganda issue. And I'm very happy now that Benjamin Netanyahu has decided to confront them once and for all and end their spree permanently. But this is something that the U.N. doesn't look into. The world doesn't, the world, other countries don't even care about finding why Hamas is playing this cat and mouse game. Why are they doing this, and why don't they just stop and disband themselves? Look, I, I think it's very clear that Hamas has decided from the land of the sea their their goal is genocide. That's what their goal has been for as long as Israel has been around. And, and there are a group of people And the Palestinians have decided to put them into power, back them, support them, advocate for them and, quote, elect them to office because they believe that Israel is the devil. They believe that Israel, uh, the Israeli people do not have a right to exist. They want to finish the job that they say Hitler started and Believe them when they say this. That's the other part of this that I really don't understand is why people don't believe them. Just believe them. Believe them when they tell you what they're telling you. Believe them when they say this is what they want to do. And they're never, they've also said it their own words. They're never going to stop. 
Like, they're not. They're never going to stop. And believe them when they say that they're never going to stop until Israel is wiped off the face of the earth. This is why Netanyahu has said that he is never going, he, that, he's, that, that he's learned their lesson, right? Like, this, this barbaric, horrific attack uh, is such a barbaric and horrific attack that they are never going to, to stop until they finish the job. That's exactly what they should do. Okay. Like that, that's they, they, I, I support them in this. I, I advocate for them in this. They should never stop because if they do, they're just going to keep doing it. Go, go back and look at how you have to live in Israel. All right. And, and this is again, part of this conversation that must be had. If you live in Israel, you have to worry that at any moment of any day that somebody is going to come and try to kill you with these rockets. They have no idea how to aim them because they're not made to be aimed. Okay. That's the one thing that people need to understand. They, they were never made to, to be aimed anywhere. You get what I'm saying? Like they're just, okay, that's Israel. Shoot them over there. They don't have, it's just generically, it's like, it's like pointing a rocket in the direction of, of downtown where you live. And if it kills people, you're happy. That's what they do on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis. They will never stop. This is what they do. And they will continue to do it. And they will always do this. It is straight up disgusting it's inhumane, it's barbaric, but I go back to the media and, and these lefties on the media and what they say. And, and, and Frank, listen to this because it's, again, it, it's something that you need to understand. Listen to the media here again. I played part of this earlier. Here's the second half of it. Palestinians are the people who have been protesting nonviolently to prevent the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians. This is the most extreme fundamentalist, right-wing supremacist government in the history of the state of Israel. Israel is notorious for creating propaganda. That did not get raped. No. Netanyahu is basically running his own narrative of what he wants to excuse himself. How does this end? Killing and genociding and holocausting all the Palestinians. The apartheid state of Israel, which has no legitimate reason for existing. I mean, hear me out. We striked first because we wanted our land back. And this is, that's like, that's what people do when they want the thing back. You guys are associating that Hamas is a terrorist organization. It's a resistance. And then you're the left cheering for the violence cheering for the killing of civilians, calling for more, chanting in the streets, there's only one solution. That's they're chanting gas the Jews, Frank. I mean, that's what they're chanting. There's only one solution, and and as they chant and they support, whether it's AOC or Rashid Tlaib or any of the Hamas delegation in our own Congress, they're chanting gas the Jews and one solution, and their solution is to exterminate every single Jewish person in Israel and wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Believe them when they say from the land to the sea, like believe them. They mean it when they say it. And, and we try to act like, oh, no, they don't really mean it. Yes, they do. They mean it. 
Frank, I appreciate the phone call. Thank you, sir. one 381 3811 one 381 Let me go to Benny in Ohio. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. How are you, Benny? Hey, Ben. Good. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, just a few points I'd like to make or comments. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I am glad for the hostage release. Um, the second point I'd like to make is everything you said is spot on. I mean, when, you know, this war first started, Biden came out. And of all the things I, I you know, am disappointed with in Joe, he did come out and say, we back Israel. And then shortly after, you know, he's saying there should be a ceasefire. He kind of, you know, you know, mentioned or said something to that, you know, nature that I just feel like he's playing with fire. And again, it's showing, you know, our, his weakness. Um, so that's, you know, one point I want to make. Uh, I know the other night you had a caller call in. He was a Vietnam vet and you could tell he hated Trump. And, you know, he said Hamas was doing this, you know, because of profiteering, I think was his reason that he would never vote for Trump. And there was no change in his mind. So, you know, it, it's almost kind of scary, you know, that there's people still out there that support Joe. And uh, even the le- you know, the left, when Marjorie Taylor Greene tried to, uh, you know, she did put out a vote to censure Tlaib. And most Democrats, you know, voted in favor. It's to me, it's just like, what's it going to take, you know, for people to realize, you know, how much Joe is a danger and risk to our country? Um, Look, I I am in a weird spot with Joe Biden, and I'm really glad you brought this up, Benny, because I think Joe Biden is a guy that is clearly massive cognitive decline. But I also don't want the Democrats to replace him because I want to beat him. That's one thing that like people don't understand right now. I do not want them. Uh, and, and this is just, you know, some people may disagree with me. That's fine. But I, I do not want them to take him out of, of the running because I think he's the easiest one to beat. That's my concern. I want him to be the guy. Hold on for me, because I want to continue the conversation with you. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, one 381 3811 I'd love for you to follow me uh, on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, Ben Ferguson Show or Ben Ferguson Podcast on Instagram. Uh, send your comments. I'll read them on the air. Much more coming up right after this. Mark Lovin. Have you seen the headlines lately? Third highest deficit in history. Digital dollar sparks uncertainty. We're living in an unpredictable world, but gold is still gold. It's weathered many storms. My gold gives me peace of mind. It's tangible. And I'm a firm believer in owning gold. My favorite gold company? Augusta Precious Metals. Why? Let me tell you something. They're top of the top. If you have an IRA or a 401k and you want to diversify with physical gold, you can learn about the benefits of a gold IRA from Augusta Precious Metals. They're outstanding. Get a free guide to gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals today. Text LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, LEVIN to 68592. Or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text data and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions to get risk disclosures 
at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Nice to have you with us on this uh, Black Friday. And if you just join us, we're talking about the release of hostages uh, in uh, back into Israel. That is great news. Our president doesn't seem to know anything, however, about what's going on in this uh, with our hostages from the United States of America. He says he believes they're eventually going to get released. He just doesn't know when or what's going to happen or how it's going to happen, which is the scariest part of all of this. I want to get your phone calls in here and get your reaction to this. 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Earlier I said something, and I want to clarify this because I know people will call and they'll go nuts if I don't clarify it. So let me clarify it before you lose your mind. I want to beat Joe Biden on Election Day. What I don't want to happen is for Joe Biden to be taken off the ballot before Election Day. That is my concern. And the reason why that's my concern is I am worried that they will bring in somebody else that might have a better chance of winning against a Republican candidate. I'll give you an example of a scenario. Many of you know I co-host a podcast uh, with Senator Ted Cruz. If you've never listened, grab it, Verdict with Ted Cruz. I also host my own podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast. Uh, Grab it. I'd love to keep up with you on there. But I've said this on both shows multiple times. My worry is, and it is a, a, a sincere concern, The Democrats will turn on Joe Biden and we're already watching it happen because they realize that with these poll numbers, they're afraid he's going to not only cost them the White House, but also other races in the House and the Senate. And so what they may do is they may parachute in a candidate. One of the candidates that I am genuinely concerned that they would parachute in would be Michelle Obama. I can see a scenario where they would bring in Michelle Obama at the convention at the convention if the president was to drop out, then the delegates would choose and decide who their candidate would be. And what a great scenario for someone like Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama could come in, save the day. She's loved by a lot of people. The media absolutely loves uh, Michelle Obama. I mean, loves Michelle Obama. And they think that Michelle Obama is amazing and she could basically run a two month and a few day campaign. Through September, October, and then bam, we're at November's election. They could also bring in someone else that they like, like a Gavin Newsom. There's quite a few Democrats that they like and they would love to bring in. So let me be clear. I don't want to get rid of Joe Biden. I want to beat him on election day. That's how I want to get rid of him. Because I worry about a campaign where Joe Biden's not on the ballot. I'll get your reaction to that. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. We'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
Welcome. It is the Marco Ben Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. It's nice to have you with us on this Black Friday. Two days ago, Joe Biden's spokesman, John Kirby, was asked specifically about an elevated risk of a terrorist attack here at home. This was before the explosion at the border with Canada. You want to know how on top of it they are at the White House? Here's the official response two days before the blast took place. John, I was just curious. You mentioned Hamas still determined to try to carry out any sort of terrorist attack abroad. This Thanksgiving week, is there any elevated risk of terror attacks here at home? And are, is the White House or NSC doing anything specific? Because of the holiday week, most people obviously kind of check out in D.C. I'm just curious. Are you staffing up in a difference because of the terror threat? Uh, we're not tracking any specific credible threat uh, here at home. Um, over the holiday. That said, I think you can understand we, we're going to be as vigilant as we have been since this conflict began uh, and certainly make sure that, uh, that we, to the best we can, can identify any potential domestic threats and disrupt them before they can take place. We're watching this all very, very closely for spillover effects from the, the fight between Israel and Hamas, both against the Jewish community and, of course, the Muslim community here in the United States. But again, I'm not tracking any specific credible threat that uh, that's being acted on at this time. Well, that's encouraging from the White House there. Now, the problem is border security is actually an issue of national security. What we know is this year alone, we have had more people come across our open southern border that have been caught that are on the terrorist watch list in the last five years combined beforehand. That's just this year. What does that mean in translation? It means there are terrorists that are in this country right now that came across our open southern border because it's the easiest way to get into the United States of America. That is a fact. And we know that that is a fact. We know that is exactly what is happening now in this country is that the open border is being exploited by the terrorists Who are coming in and who are the terrorists? Well, there's a lot of different terrorist groups. There's a lot of different people that hate America. There are a lot of different people and it may not just be terrorists that are looking to be involved with the Israeli conflict. There are countless terrorist groups that have nothing to do with what's happening between Hamas and Israel and us supporting Israel. And we're letting those people in as well. One of the things that really makes me go insane is the idea that we should have now a some sort of debate about border security did we not learn anything from 9-11 did we not learn anything from what happened on 9-11 now among young people we 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 obviously haven't and and why do i say that this last week there was something that went viral on TikTok. Now, TikTok, you need to understand if your kids or grandkids are on it or you're on it, congratulations, you're being spied on by the Chinese Chinese Communist Party. And they're using that to affect your public opinions on issues. We saw a massive amount of pro-Osama bin Laden. Yes, Osama bin Laden propaganda that exploded on TikTok. Why did that happen? Because they believe that if they can get you to a point where you are all in for Osama bin Laden 
and justifying his attack on America back in 2001, then you'll be the same when it comes to being against Israel and supporting Hamas and justifying their attack on Israel. And what happened was, is all of a sudden there was this big trend of young people who were reading Osama bin Laden's, quote, letter to America on why he decided to do 9-11. Now, this is terrorist propaganda. And people read the letter or claimed that they read the letter. And what they ended up doing was this. What they ended up doing was then posting that letter online saying they understood why Osama bin Laden did what he did. And then they started putting up videos of Americans and people around the world saying that they actually understood why Osama bin Laden attacked on 9-11. And then immediately, guess what happened? People started then using it for justification of the attack on Israel. Now, if you have TikTok on your phone, I want to be clear. I think you're an idiot. Yes, this includes presidential candidates like Vivek Ramaswamy, who have a TikTok account. He claims, oh, well, I'm just using it to connect with young people. No, you're now a tool for the Chinese Communist Party. That's on you. You're an idiot. But when I look at this and I see what is happening now in this country, and you see that the poll numbers are disastrous among young people for Joe Biden, I mentioned this in the last hour, and I'm going to explain it now, what I was saying about this. Young people are turning on Joe Biden and the Democratic Communist Party. And also, let's be clear, the Democratic Party is dead in this country. Don't freak out by me saying that. Hear why I say it's dead first, okay, before you send me a tweet or an Instagram message. The Democratic Party is dead and it's been replaced with a socialist and communist agenda. The Democratic Party is dead because socialists... And communists have taken over the Democratic Party, the traditional Democratic Party that I could debate with, have conversations with and and compromise on different things, specifically even after 9-11 actually would be a great example of that. You could come together on certain things that were pro-America and that would work. And that was amazing when that happened. Okay, that was amazing when that happened. That party's dead. The Democratic Party is masquerading now as Democrats when they're really socialists and they are communists. And these socialists and these communists are filled with pure anti-American rhetoric. They are filled with anti-American ideas. And their heads are being filled by communist China and TikTok. That's what this is. Communist China is out there and communist China is all about this, folks. Communist China is making sure that your kids hate you. They're making sure that your kids and grandkids hate America. They're making sure that your kids despise this country. And they're doing it the entire time while you're sitting there Paying for these phones and for the data for them to use this type of propaganda on them. And there are elected officials that are also too stupid and people running for president are too stupid to understand this. Ramaswamy is a great example of that. Ramaswamy is a guy that wants you to believe that he's this hardcore conservative. He's not. And he's a guy that's using an app created to to 
turn an entire generation against America and turn them towards groups like Hamas, which we are now seeing in this data. The two stories I'm talking about right now were created out of thin air on TikTok, and it worked. And there are young people now that actually believe that America is the bad guy and believe that Israel are the bad guys when we are the ones that were attacked on 9-11. They say, well, it's justifiable. Look at America. We're Zionist evil people. And I understand now why Osama bin Laden did what he did. The same way that they're now justifying and standing by Hamas as the uh, as 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 what I played for you earlier, where they're where they're chanting gas, the Jews, they're chanting gas, the Jews in Australia, in Australia. This was in front of the opera house. Israel is a terrorist state. Israel is a terrorist state. That's what they're saying. That's what they're chanting. They're attacking Jewish people because they are Jewish. George Washington University, Cornell. What are they saying out there in Minnesota? They're chanting death to Israel, death to America and Ontario, Canada. What are they saying? They're the same exact thing. These student university, University of uh, Arizona State, for example, same thing, chanting this. And what are the radical left saying on TV? They're saying on TV this. About the, the, the attacks against Gaza right now. Um, how can I the government... say that, look, you, you're looking for, for a symmetrical situation, and I must say, it isn't. Broke everything, stole everything, took my children from their bedrooms. So there is no symmetry. I'm sorry. I look at this from a legal perspective, and I think that we all know that Hamas has been designated uh, a terror organization, just like many other terror organizations have had this designation, like the Proud Boys here in the United States. That's the view that just said that last part. Like, well, it's just no, you know, they're so okay. Yeah, sure. They've been designated as a terrorist organization. But what does that really even mean anymore? This is how we get to a point in the world where terrorists can succeed and, 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 and people that stand, think there's a true difference between right and wrong are now treated like they are extremists or outcasts. Also, remember how the terrorist, the word terrorist or terrorist organization used to actually mean something in this country, in the world. The Democratic Party, which is dead, as I mentioned a moment ago, that's filled now with socialists and communists. That is the Democratic Party. They throw around the word terrorist all the time. And when they throw the word terrorist around, understand why they throw that around, that word around. Understand exactly what they mean when they throw it around. Okay, make, make no mistake what they mean by this. When they throw around the word terrorist, okay, when they throw it around like they do, they are the same party that said that parents that showed up to school board meetings were domestic terrorists no different than Al-Qaeda. Remember when they said that? Never, ever, 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 ever forget that. Let me go to your phone calls. 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Don't forget, grab my podcast. I'd love to keep up with you as I do a podcast every day. Ben Ferguson podcast. Put that on your favorites wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll be right back. Mark in. You. 
You want a killer Black Friday deal? I got one for you. Free Moto G 5G phone from Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trading necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones will be gone by the end of the month. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one on this Black Friday. It's really nice to have you with us. If you just joined us, uh, we still have a wide open southern border tonight. This is we have a terrorist attack on our border with not very many answers about who was it, how it happened, why it happened and how we didn't know about it. What we do know is just two days before it actually happened, there was a very simple question asked to Scott Kirby about the elevated threat. They don't understand that border security is, in fact, national security. And here is the question he was asked about the possibility of threats over Thanksgiving. John, I was just curious. You mentioned Hamas still determined to try to carry out any sort of terrorist attack abroad. This Thanksgiving week, is there any elevated risk of terror attacks here at home? And are... Is the White House or NSC doing anything specific? Because of the holiday week, most people obviously kind of check out in D.C. I'm just curious, are you staffing up in a difference because of the terror threat? Uh, we're not tracking any specific credible threat uh, here at home um, over the holiday. That said, I think you can understand we, we're going to be as vigilant as we have been since this conflict began uh, and certainly make sure that uh, that we, to the best we can, can identify any potential domestic threats and disrupt them before they can take place. We're watching this all very, very closely for spillover effects from the, the fight between Israel and Hamas, both against the Jewish community and, of course, the Muslim community here in the United States. But again, I'm not tracking any specific credible threat that uh, that's being acted on at this time. At this time. Then what happens? We have a national security issue literally at our border. And what are they going to do about it? Not a damn thing. The border is still wide open. It is full speed ahead on the uh, on illegal immigrants coming across the border. Who cares if there's a bunch of terrorists in there as well? Apparently, it's totally fine. We'll just keep going. Right? We'll just keep going. Family members, by the way, speaking out about the hostages freed by Hamas. Uh, this is good news coming out of Tel Aviv. Here is what one of the family members had to say about their loved ones being released. Right now, I want to bring in Ayal Moore. Three of his family members are among those who were released today. Ohad Mandur turned, turned, turned nine years old while being held hostage last month. Karen Mandur, uh, age 54, and Ruth Mandur, age 78. All three names are on the list released by the IDF. And let's uh, let's talk to Al right now. Al, thank you very much. I know you must be very pleased that three generations of your family are now free back in Israel. And I understand you just recently saw and got an update on how they're doing. 
Yes, so first, yes, we are very pleased that we were fortunate enough to have those three uh, dear loved ones uh, come back to us uh, today. Um, uh, initial uh, updates that we got is that they are in good shape, both physically and mentally, very important, including the boy Ohad, who turned nine, nine years old during his uh, captivity. And uh, so we are all uh, happy that they are okay. Uh, in that sense. And you just saw some video as well. Tell us about the video. Yeah, the video was taken in the hospital where they, uh, they met um, the, par the partner of uh, Karen, uh, the father of uh, Ohad, and, um, and the brother and the sister of Ruth. They all met. Uh, it was very emotional. Uh, people were crying out of joy, out of excitement. Uh, it was really, uh, uh, you know, a scene that we've been uh, imagining for the last 49 days. And suddenly it happens. So it's, uh, it's really incredible. I know that two of your family members actually spoke to Jake on Ohad's ninth birthday while he was still uh, a hostage. Uh, they spoke last month. It was a birthday that, that uh, was uh, not necessarily a good birthday because he was being held hostage. But now he's free. He's back. Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, so he is a really a brilliant kid. Uh, he is uh, he likes sports. He has very good. They have a group group of friends, really good friends. Nine between nine and ten years old, that they do everything together. They play tennis, and he is an expert in a Rubik's cube. By the way, I wanted you to hear this because I wanted you to humanize and understand just how psychotic the left has become. That they somehow think that these kids and parents who have been taken, this was somehow the fault of Israel. The people that were beheaded, the people that were raped, the children that were left with knives in their chests, children that were baked in their ovens, children who had to watch their parents be murdered in front of them. This is who the left's defending. Thank God these hostages have been released, but there's a lot more work that needs to be done. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. You want a killer Black Friday deal? I got one for you. Free Moto G 5G phone from Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trade-in necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones will be gone by the end of the month. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. 
All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one tonight. I want to get some of your phone calls in here. 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Let me go to Matt in Michigan. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you tonight. Nice to have you with us. Hi. How's it going, Ben? Good, man. How are you? Kind okay. Uh, not too bad. I had a question for you, but after listening to you, you kind of answered it for me. Um, I was going to ask uh, kind of your opinion of all the protesters and everybody that's shown that they hate America. How come our government hasn't offered them a one-way ticket to whatever country that they would be happier living in? But um, I've come to the conclusion that our government doesn't want to. They want to keep the America haters here. Look, I don't think it's as much about American haters as it is. They want to remake America. All right. They want America to be. um, They want America to be different than what it is. And this goes back to what I said earlier about the Democratic Party is dead. Okay, it is. It's dead. It's now a socialist communist party. And anyone that doesn't understand that is stupid. And the Democratic Party is a socialist party, and they love bringing in people that think that socialism and communism is normal. Look at where all these people are coming from. All right. They're socialists and they're communist countries. And so they don't have an issue with socialism or communism like we do in this country. Right. So that's number one. Two, they want to flood this country with prospective voters that would have no problem with supporting and advocating for extremists in, on the left, socialists and communists. Like they, they would be all in favor uh, of socialists and communists in that scenario. So when you add all of that up, OK, when you when you put it all together, the Democratic Party, they fundamentally need All right. This is something that they need. They need desperately communists and socialist candidates and people that will then vote for them. And right now, that is clearly the Democratic Party. It's their objective. It is their goal. And if you can bring them in literally by the millions, which is exactly what they're doing. okay? I mean, this is this is 100 percent what they're doing. And they're doing it in numbers that we can't even understand. We can't even get our head around it. We can't even comprehend it because people and I've said this over and over again. You don't understand it until you see it. You don't understand it until you until you witness it. Go down to the border. I've been there and I have watched the tens of thousands of people on a weekend that are coming into this country. And that's not an exaggeration. They can change this country forever if they can bring enough voters into this country that eventually they give amnesty to that. Then obviously, who are they going to vote for? Right. Like, who are they going to vote for? They're going to vote for Democrats. They're going to vote for socialists. They're going to vote for communists in the Democratic Party if they just let them in. And that's their objective, plain and simple. That's And this is how they're going to do it. It's. It's bring them in, import them, and once they get in here, then it's game on forever, right? There's there's no stopping this from happening. Like this is this is the whole ball game for them, 
And and if you can do that, you, you can have it where the Democratic Party dies. The communists live on for decades and you elect these AOC types. You elect these extremists like Beto. You, you elect these these, you know, the, the, the what's the guy's name? That's a transportation secretary. That's a complete idiot that doesn't do his job and took maternity leave and didn't birth a baby. Right. You, you let guys like that in here. Mayor Pete. Who, who, who aren't, these guys aren't Democrats, they're socialists and communists. And you bring all them in, and you bring in voters who are, are, and you normalize it, right, this behavior, and now you can change an entire country. We, we've already bred a generation to believe that America is bad, that America is evil, right? We've already bred a generation one generation, you can change an entire nation. Look at how the, this younger generation is turning on Joe Biden. They created, by the way, this, the, these individuals, and now they're turning on them because they're saying that Joe Biden isn't extreme enough for them. Look at 70-plus percent of young people think that Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, is handling this Hamas-Israeli war the wrong way because they're saying Joe Biden's not extreme enough for us. We stand with the Hamas terrorists. They believe that there is only one solution to this problem, and that is get rid of Israel. And this is how close we are to losing this country. Because of it, because we gave up on our public schools and and we and and look, I have no problem with putting your kids in private schools. I do it because I'm not going to give my kids, put my kids in a failing school. I want to make that very clear. Okay, I'm not doing it. But we but we abandon our public schools and we allow these socialists to take them over where now they're telling kids that they're that a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy and that there's no such thing as a boy or a girl and there's this all these lgbtqia plus 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 agenda that you can if you wake up one day and you say you're a cat you're a cat and if you're a dog the next day you're a dog and if you're a horse the next day you're a horse and they say that this is completely normal it's not but they say this is normal And the reason why we're even having this debate that we're having now is because we allowed the Democratic Party to flourish and to brainwash an entire generation. And and Matt, tell me if I'm right or wrong, but it's working. It's working really well for the Democratic Socialist Communist Party. Matt, did I lose you? I think I lost you, Matt. We'll try to get you back, and I appreciate your phone call. 877-381-3811. Let me go to Bob in California, line four. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Hi, Ben. Um, I'm a strong supporter of Israel, have been for years long before what happened on October 8th. And I think I, I, I adore Prime Minister Netanyahu, and I, I, I think, however, a mistake was made, and the mistake was this. The sentiment over a period of time, it's been 49 days now, I really do think that Israel should have gone in a lot sooner. Now, I know they were getting pressure from Biden to hold off, hold off, and they kept holding off. But what happened over that period of time, it gave, it gave the bad guys uh, all the time to, to arouse the sentiment uh, throughout the whole world. And had Israel struck back immediately, and I know you have to plan, and when I say immediately, 
let me just put it this way, a lot sooner. I know you have to plan and you have to do that, but maybe they should have bombed from the inside out. I don't know. Anyway, I think that's a big mistake that's been made. And now all this sentiment has built up over uh, these 49 days, and, and this is what we have. And like Mark, All right, let me Mark, let me let me respond to the first part of that. I disagree with you a little bit, Bob, because here's the thing. I think it, I think Israel had about eight to ten days where no one was going to criticize them from the, whenever they decided to start, and then after that, you were going to see the anti-Semites turn on them no matter what. If they would have gone right away, it wouldn't have mattered because they had about a week, week and a half because of the the barbaric acts of the of the left and, and the barbaric acts of the left um uh, of of these of Hamas and these terrorists were just so bad there was no other way to kind of like overlook it if that makes sense like it was just like all right this is just too bad and and we're going to have to let them respond and that's that's what happened right they were finally allowed to respond to these barbaric acts period they were going to turn on them no matter what. Um, and, and the media was going to turn on them. That's why I played that montage earlier. They were going to play on them. And, and look, you don't have serious people right now that are running this country. And that's the other part of the problem. And you don't have a president even. And look, I'm glad that he stood with Israel. I, I, I mean that sincerely uh, to Joe Biden. But but he's done a horrific job of I'm trying to figure out the right way of putting it, of defending them publicly and explaining why we must continue to stand with Israel. That's where the screw up is and where it's always going to be. But the guy can barely put two coherent sentences together. So you you shouldn't be that surprised by it, right? Like it's really, 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 really bad. And, and so that's the other aspect of this. The other part of the problem is that you have a president that just can't with his cognitive decline, and it's you can witness it. It's significant. It's real. Um, you're just never going to get him. He's not you're, he's not going to be a good advocate for you. Maybe that's the best way of putting it. Like, he's just not. He's, he's not going to be a, a, an advocate for you or what you believe in in any real capacity. That's the problem here. Um, and, and so I, I get your point, but I don't think that Israel waited too long. They also needed a game plan. They really, really did. They needed a game plan and, and they needed to, and look, they didn't know what the next attack was going to be. They didn't know where the next attack was going to happen. They didn't know exactly what was going to happen or how it was going to go down. And I also think that's part of the problem was they had to take their time. So they weren't walking into um, a bad scenario. They also had to hit their targets. And and look, I also say this about Israel. Um, Israel values innocent lives. You know, when they go in to hit, knock down a building, uh, not only were they dropping leaflets and pamphlets telling people to get out of the area because they were going to bomb it, but they also did something else that was tr- pretty incredible. Um, th- they, they also would hit the tops of buildings, what they would refer to as a dud, a dead bomb, so that the building would shake before they blew it up. So anybody that didn't get the message, just in case, would then get the message. Like that, that's what Israel is like. They value the lives of innocent people, the Palestinian innocent people. They value their lives. And that means that when they do that, they know terrorists are going to get away. So, I, I, I mean, I doing the right thing and they continue to show that they're doing the right thing. 
uh, it takes an incredible amount of restraint in that scenario. And I'm thankful that Israel values innocent life. And so if they would have gone really fast, as you described it, there would have been a significant loss, Bob, of innocent life. And if they would have done that, you know how fast the world would have turned on Israel? They were already waiting to turn on them, right? They were faking it like they were standing with Israel. The UN would have come out, uh, you know, Amnesty International, all these groups that are out there with Red Cross, they would have condemned them. And then everybody would have said, see, look, we are justified in our hatred towards Israel. And, 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 and from the land of the sea, we understand now Hamas and why they're doing this. So they also had to be, Israel is held to a different standard than Hamas is held to. Israel is held to a different standard than, than Iran. They're held to a different uh, standard than, than, than what happens in Lebanon or what happens in any other country that harbors terrorists. They're held to a different standard, that, obviously, than Hamas. And so when you are held to such a different standard, Israel has to play defense while they're trying to play offense just to protect themselves. So I get it, right? You know, wanting to go right away, but I think they made the right decision for that reason. one 381 3811 Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. I want to get your phone calls in here much more. Don't forget my podcast. I'd love to keep up with you. Uh, if you listen to podcasts, download my podcast, the Ben Ferguson podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Download it during the break uh, and keep up with me during the week. Much more coming up right after this. Mark Levin. You want a killer Black Friday deal? I got one for you. Free Moto G5G phone from Pure Talk. No gimmicks, no trading necessary. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan, just 35 bucks, and get the Moto G 5G phone free. But here's the deal. You need to move fast because these phones will be gone by the end of the month. So if your current phone is on life support, upgrade for free with Pure Talk. Enjoy two-day battery life, an exceptional quad pixel camera, and a whole lot more. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to get this exclusive offer and to select the plan that's right for your family. Remember, Pure Talk gives you America's most dependable 5G network at half the price. So make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's slash L-E-V-I-N, to claim your free Moto G 5G phone with qualifying plan. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin, Pure Talk, simply smarter wireless. Welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, on this Black Friday. Hope you are having a fabulous Friday afternoon. I want to get into your phone calls. The, na- the number one 381 3811 If you can't get through, don't worry. You can tweet at me, at Ben Ferguson Show on Twitter. You can also on Instagram send me your messages there, at Ben Ferguson Podcast. I'd love to keep up with you. Follow me that way. Plus, I have a podcast, Ben Ferguson Podcast. Download it wherever you get your podcast. All right, let me get to your phone calls uh, and get some of your reaction, everything we've been chatting about tonight. Let me go to Carol in Waco, line five. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Hi, Hi Carol. How are you? Thank you, first and foremost. I'm well, thank you. Thank you, first and foremost, for your moral clarity and courage in being a voice 
in support of Israel's right to defend itself. Absolutely. Secondly, thank you for that. I would like. Of course, I would, secondly, I would like to say that I'm shocked that we don't hear more about the Islamic concept of taqiyah. Taqiyah is throughout the Quran and it's in the Hadith, which is the supplement to the Quran. And taqiyah, T-A-Q-I-Y-Y-A, anyone can Google it, is the direction to Muslims to lie to disbelievers in order to achieve the end of spreading Islam. It is direction and permission to lie in order to deceive. So why are people surprised, I guess they don't know the concept, that Hamas and other Islamic organizations constantly lie to the West. They lie in negotiation. They lie in their public relations. It's deliberate because they are religiously mandated to do it. It's incredibly troubling. The second thing I'd like to say, you know, and it, and it responds to an earlier caller who said, why don't they stop lying? They're never going to stop lying. It is a fundamental tenet of their religion that they are instructed to do. Secondly, on the college students and the reaction of the young, Ben, in the late 1970s, I had reason to work with APAC. And at that time, APAC hired Jonathan Kessler. He was not long out of college. They hired him for a specific reason, and it was to go across college campuses and speak to college students to counter what APAC learned was an Arab plan to infiltrate our universities by buying chairs, by buying departments, by making huge contributions in order to manipulate curricula. So this is a 40-year-old plan coming to fruition. It's more than one generation that Democrats have affected. It's two-plus generations that the Arab world has affected. Yeah, I, I, look, I agree with the, what you're saying there. I also agree that this is, you know, people really do just kind of have to wake up and get their heads out of their AWSs. Uh, and understand that this is and, and let me also say this. I, I go back to what I said earlier uh, about them trying to brainwash this younger generation to hate Israel. They're also brainwashing this generation to hate America and it's working. And we have to combat it at some point because it's working. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. We'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. 
Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome, it is uh, the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Nice to be with you on this Black Friday. I hope you and your family had an absolute fabulous Thanksgiving uh, with your family and your friends. We've got a lot to chat about, obviously, tonight with some big headlines, and those headlines include some good news. Uh, some of the hostages have been released. Freed from hell, as it was described by one of the hostage family members, saying the group of Israeli hostages has been released, including women, children, and the elderly. Thirteen Israeli women and children taken hostage by Hamas on October the 7th crossed back into Israel after a transition through Egypt via the Red Cross on Friday evening local time there. Twelve Thai hostages and one Filipino hostage has also been freed. No Americans were freed in this deal. That is the part that is concerning if you're an American citizen. Why on earth have the Americans not been freed? Well, protesters shouting free Palestine as Joe Biden walks through Nantucket, Massachusetts, after saying he doesn't have any clue when the American hostages may be coming home. Uh, Biden also saying this about Hamas earlier as he got irritated in Nantucket at his press conference. Listen. Since my trip to Israel last month, I've been focused on accelerating the delivery of humanitarian assistance to Gaza in coordination with the United Nations and the Red Cross. I just spoke with my special envoy for the Middle East humanitarian issues, David Satterfield, for an update. And I've asked him to monitor our progress hour by hour and keep me personally informed. From the beginning... We put in place mechanisms to prevent Hamas from diverting these supplies. And we're continuing that effort to make sure aid gets to the people who need it. More than 200 trucks arrived at the crossing point in Egypt into Gaza today. These trucks carry food and medicine, as well as fuel fuel and cooking gas. The fuel will be used not only to power the trucks delivering this life-saving supplies, but for desalinization, for water wells, for hospitals, and for bakeries. And hundreds more trucks are getting in position as well, ready to enter Gaza over the coming days to support the innocent Palestinians who are suffering greatly because of this war that Hamas has unleashed. Hamas doesn't give a damn about them. Doesn't give a damn about them. Let's get to your phone calls and see what you think about this. The number... 1877 1877-381-3811 get some of your reaction to the president's word words there saying quote hamas doesn't give a damn about the palestinian people i agree with him on that he also said over the next few days we expect dozens of hostages will be returned to their families now that also is good news The problem is we don't know anything about Americans at this point. That is very frustrating. Biden also saying this when asked a question. Listen. Mr. President, you said you were hoping to get cooperation from Arab leaders. What are you hearing from them when you talk to them? What would you like to see them do? I'm hearing a lot, but I'm not going to speak to it right now. There's an overwhelming desire on the part of the region to let me back up. I'm 
I cannot prove what I'm about to say. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. You may recall when we did the G20 about a little while ago, I was able to get a resolution, a, a statement passed through there saying we're going to build a railroad from Riyadh all the way through the Middle East into, into Saudi Arabia, Israel, et cetera, and all the way up to Europe. Not the, not the railroad, but it would be an underground pipeline and then railroad. The whole idea is there's overwhelming interest, and I think most Arab nations know it, in coordinating with one another to change the dynamic in their region for longer-term peace. And uh, that is uh, what I'm going to continue to work on. I cannot prove what I'm about to say, but Hamas attacked Israel because I was very close to bringing peace to the region. Really? That's new breaking news. I had no idea that was happening, Mr. President, but he can't prove it, but he just knows that that's there. Now, Biden, on when the first American hostage will be released, he gave a lot of intel on that to all of us today. Here's what he said. When will the first American hostages be released since none were included today? We don't know when that will occur, but we're going to be expected to occur. That's very encouraging. We don't know when it's going to occur, but we expect it to occur. So that's what the president of the United States has had to say about that. Lieutenant Colonel Darren Gobb saying this about America's foreign policy and what this means as no Americans have been released thus far. Uh, what do you make of the president's remarks? And is he also said that he doesn't he is expecting a, a list of the second wave of hostages to come out within the next hour. What do you make of the president's remarks? Yeah, thanks, Arthel. I don't think anybody's surprised that uh, Joe Biden was going to come out and take credit for this in, in some way. So that was entirely expected. Uh, I don't know exactly how the negotiations went through him, but when he started talking about the, uh, the the peace process with Saudi Arabia and other nations, frankly, that's something that started uh, years ago under the Abraham Accords, and he really can only take credit for continuing those at best. Unfortunately, this is this conflict is largely a result of his own failed foreign policy, which he didn't want to take credit for that. So I didn't hear anything that surprised me. But ultimately, I think it's very difficult for anybody to not be excited and you know want to see these families reunited. That's a, that's a great thing. Uh, the concern becomes the cost to Israel and what this message actually is towards the greater Middle East when it comes to things like hostage taking and terrorist organizations. So that's how I saw it. Uh, no big surprises here. No big surprises. One eight seven seven three eight one thirty eight eleven. Let's get to your phone calls. Let me go to Brent, line six, Los Angeles. Welcome. You're on the Mark Levin show. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Hi. Hi, Ben. Yeah, I wanted to piggyback on the brilliant prior lady caller who was speaking about taqiyya in Islam, the religious, in effect, obligation to lie and to deceive. And I think this is one of those issues we have to keep bringing up because the entire culture, just like the Marxist culture, is built on lies and deceptions. And I take it you know, right back to the, the core of what I'm calling the devil's book, the Koran. I'm reading now uh, Robert Spencer's critical Koran. It's an annotated translation that he's, he's talking. And how horrible and hateful is, is this religion? Uh, and it, to call it a religion is just, you know, I think an abomination to God. And also the, the big lie of Israel, uh, Zionism and Judaism seem to have nothing to do with each other. 
And so apparently real Jews aren't allowed to survive, whereas the Zionist Jews aren't allowed to be in Israel. So there's always these never-ending contradictions and takiyas, and I hope we'll become much more sensitized to it, because I've been studying the whole Zionist history and how these guys like Natura Carta, you know, just weave a lot of things that people who have no idea about Judaism or Christianity or Islam uh, are, can be easily deceived by. Well, deception is is something that is okay. Lying is okay. The Quran states that whatever it takes to succeed, whatever it takes to win, right? Like that's that's part of what the Quran teaches. And and it's okay to lie about your beliefs or to deceive when it comes to your beliefs as long as you're doing it in the name basically of Islam to to move forward. None of that should be surprising. Uh, we've known that, and if you didn't know it, since 9-11. You know, right after 9-11 happened, I read I read the Koran uh, cover to cover because uh, I wanted to know what we were up against is maybe the best way to describe it. I really did. I wanted to know, all right, what are we up against? What do I not know? What do I need to know? What am I missing? I wanted to understand uh, a religion that could radicalize people in such a way uh, to see happen what we wit- what I witnessed on 9-11. And I had a lot of friends that were signing up to protect and defend this country after 9-11. Uh, some of my best friends. Some of them actually are still in the military right now uh, and have given their, their lives to serving this country. But I wanted to know what we were up against. I encourage people, read the Koran. Like, believe them when they say they will lie. Believe them when they say they will commit jihad. Believe them when they say uh, that they are going, that their goal is to, to wipe off the face of the earth, you know, Jewish people. This goes back to one of, the, one of the things that's frustrated me so much about the left and the radical left in this country. And I'll say it again. I said earlier, the Democratic Party is dead. They're no longer Democratic Party anymore. It's a socialist communist party. The masquerading as Democrats because they just can't tell you they're socialists and communists. Believe them when there's people in their party that say that they are socialists and communists. Believe them when they tell you what they want to do to change this country. Believe them when, when they tell you that they stand with Hamas and stand with with the Palestinians that support Hamas. Like, like just believe what they tell you. And there are so many people that try to be apologists for radicals, whether it's inside of our government, whether it's the AOCs, the Rashid Tlaibs, the the Hamas ring of the Democratic Party. Like, just listen to what they say and trust them when they tell you what they want to do. When they tell you that they want the the country to be poor so the government can be weak, can be strong, believe them. Believe them when they tell you that they believe that the, that your children are property of them of the of them and their government. Right, like. Believe them when they say that they think that Americans that show up for their kids at their school board meetings are domestic terrorists. Believe them when the FBI puts you on a terrorist watch list because of what I just described. Like, just just trust and believe them. You don't have to. um, you, you, You don't have to. Believe what I say about their motives just listen to what they say their motives are that's all you have to do just just believe them when they tell you that this is what they believe in okay just 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 believe them when they say their goal is to overthrow 
this country and to change it into something very different than what it is right now. And, and that is the part that is so frustrating to me is how many different people don't believe them, right? Just, just, just straight up believe them. Brent, did I lose you? Are you still there? No, no, it's phenomenal. There's a, a, just a dearth of knowledge, just an ignorance. And people, as you say, we have to read the Koran. And, you, you know, it's about 500 pages. You, it's not going to take beyond 10 to 20 pages before you start going, what the hell is this all about? And Osama bin Laden, like, you need to study your enemy. Um, and, and, and reading the Koran is part of, I would argue, studying your enemy. And, and, and listen to them. And believe them when they tell you whatever it is they're saying, that there's a reason behind it. When you look at Hamas and what they have done, and you look at Hamas's history, study Hamas so you understand them. Study Hezbollah so you understand them. Study Iran and what Iran has decided that they are going to do in the Middle East and what their stated mission is in the Middle East. Like, this is not one thing that I think we do in incredibly ter- like we do a terrible job in this country uh, of, of understanding is we do a terrible job of understanding our enemy and, 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 and just looking at what they say and just trust them. Like the one thing I love about the squad, I'm referring to AOC and her crazies, at least they'll tell you what their motive is. I mean, look at the Democratic Party the other day in the Senate. We did an entire show, Ted Cruz and I, Senator Cruz and I did on our podcast about the vote that took place in the Senate and not a single Democrat voted to stand with Israel on emergency funding for military aid. That's the entire Democratic Party. Only one Democrat had to flip and the money would have been passed. And they didn't. Why? Because they wanted to tie the money to also giving money to Ukraine. And they wanted to tie those two together that have, by the way, nothing to do with one another. They're two totally separate issues, two totally separate things. And yet the Democratic Party couldn't vote on a simple up or down vote on funding for our ally, Israel, who is up against a terrorist organization. And when you understand how united the Democratic Party is with one another right now, On issues like this, you'll get it. You'll be like, okay, now I understand. They're not really for this country. They're not about protecting this country. They're not about this country loving this country. They're the complete opposite of that, folks. And so when they do crazy things, believe them. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin will be right back. Mark Levin. All right, welcome back. It is the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Don't forget, you can keep up with me on social media. Follow me on uh, Twitter, Ben Ferguson Show, on Twitter, at Ben Ferguson Show. Also, I'd love to keep up with you on my podcast. If you've never listened to it, please, if you listen to podcasts, grab mine, Ben Ferguson Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You can download it free. I do it seven days a week. I'd love to keep up with you there. Let me get to your phone calls. Robert in Utah, welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson filling in. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Appreciate talking to you, and I th- appreciate um, the topics you bring up and the information you point out to people. I disagree with you singling out the the Vic or however you say his name when there's so many, especially Democrats such as Adam Schiff 
which uses TikTok for his main fundraising thing. Shouldn't we be um, fighting against the other side? I've said this before. I don't think any Republican should be using TikTok. I agree with that. That I I mean, I I don't care who it is. But, I mean, Adam Schiff... And Vivek, but I can criticize both. My point was Vivek was was knows about what they're doing and is criticizing it. And sometimes I like calling out my own. okay, more than the other side when we are sitting there and someone's masquerading like they're this hardcore conservative when in reality they're not. Does that make sense? Um, uh, We we don't like to call the kettle black when we are worse than than that. Well, look, I I have no problem criticizing Democrats when they screw up, but I expect Democrats to use a Chinese communist app that spies on you and puts out pro Hamas terrorist propaganda. Like I completely expect that from the left. I do not expect that from conservatives. So that's why I will continue to call out conservatives when they do it and their hypocrisy. That's my point on this. All right, Robert, I appreciate the phone call. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, 877-381-3811. More after this. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Welcome back. It is Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Good to have you with us tonight and if you just joined us we're chatting a lot about what's going on in israel joe biden said that uh we are quote thankful for the families being reunited in israel except no americans were released in the first round of hostages and he doesn't know anything about what may happen in the future yesterday families all across america gathered together with their loved ones and to, to give thanks we must be thankful for in america the food in our tables, the family and loved ones in our homes, and the many blessings that come from living in the greatest nation on earth. And today, we can also be thankful for families being recruited and reunited with loved ones who have been held hostage for nearly 50 days. Beginning this morning, under a deal reached by extensive U.S. diplomacy, including numerous calls I've made from the Oval Office to leaders across the region, Fighting in Gaza will halt for four days. This deal also is structured to allow a pause to continue for more than 50 hostages to be released. That's our goal. That's our goal. What about Americans? Nothing. Will we learn anything about it anytime soon? Probably not. Is that the new norm with this president? Absolutely. So... You better enjoy what we gave you because that's all we're going to give you. And if you think you're going to get something else, you're just absolutely wrong. You're not going to get anything else outside of that. Let me also tell you, there's something that you need to read that Mark uh, wrote. It came out yesterday. It says, Congress must investigate Anthony Blinken, the great traitor. He said Anthony Blinken is a despicable con who is organizing Arab and European countries and the U.N. around the backs of our Congress and Israel to carve up Israel and gift the Palestinian massive swaths of Israel's country. That's his response for the Palestinians murder slaughter of Israelis. 
Blinken is using Israel's need for weapons to threaten and blackmail Israel diplomatically and impose his policies at and will. This is not how foreign policy is conducted as a weapon against our great ally in the middle of a war. Blinken's driving the Obama-Thomas Friedman agenda, continuing to rearm Iran, prop up the PLO, sabotage Israel's war efforts, and deceive the American people. Blinken is a dangerous ideologue and, and stupid man, as John McCain warned years ago. He is obsessed and unrestrained. He was also the architect of the disastrous and deadly surrender in Afghanistan. Never forget that about Anthony Blinken, by the way, people. Listen carefully to what Mark Levin wrote yesterday. But has no capacity for circumspectrum or reconciliation. He's a committed ideologue. Blinken is an American Marxist who appointed an Iranian-supporting stooge and longtime friend to negotiate with Iran, and who is now under federal investigation, lost his classified clearance. Indeed, the fact that they introduced an Iranian spy ring into our government is either underreported or totally ignored. You should go read the rest of what Mark had to say. Uh, I tweeted this link out earlier. You can do it. Uh, Find the link. I tweeted it out, as I said earlier. Uh, it's easy. Grab it. Um, ben Ferguson show on Twitter. And you can see that link to that article that I tweeted out. You should absolutely listen to it. It's it is it's or read it. I should say it's an incredible article uh, by the great one. Grab it. Uh, and again, I put it up there on Twitter and you can grab it there on Twitter. I want to get back to your phone calls. The number 877-381-3811. Uh, let me go to Alex, line five. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi. Mr. Ferguson, thank you for taking my call. I was um, uh, a little uh, concerned about your comments about the, uh, uh, the use of uh, your interpretation of the Koran. You have that. Uh, uh, frequently, I have heard you talk, and you said that you have read it in, uh, several times, I'm sure. But why is it, if you read it, if you understand it, why is it that you keep on referring to these uh, Palestinian people uh, of the present conflict as, as innocent civilians? There are no innocent Palestinians. They all study the Quran. They all, every single one of them, um, believes what they are saying, they believe on the, on the on those teachings, and they all support Hamas. Uh, recent all right, so, so let me respond to that part before you get too far down the road. Okay, if you're a if you're a innocent child who's growing up in Palestine, do you deserve to be looked at like you are a terrorist? I don't believe that. Well, except for, so you're talking about a, chi- a child, a child who is... What, what, what about, let, let, me, let me go back even a step further than that real quick, okay? Let, let's talk about uh, if you are a... I, I know I have friends that are Muslim, by the way. Uh, we disagree on religion, but they don't believe in jihad. Um, we disagree on different aspects of religion, but they don't believe in jihad. There are peaceful, there are some peaceful people in Palestine. By the way, people that were trying to leave Palestine 
some of them good people. You know what happened when they tried to leave? They were forced to stay in their homes as human shields by Hamas. So we can't just sit there and say that every single person in Palestine that's there supports Hamas. Not all of them do. Some of them are very much held hostage. With that being said, there's a lot of them that do like Hamas and do believe that Israel should be wiped off the face of the earth and that Jewish people should no longer exist. But you can't say that all of them do. Uh, I, I know people that serve this country that are Muslim and that are not terrorists and hate extremist Muslims within the religion. But there are a lot of extremist Muslims within the religion. It's a problem. And they'll be, by the way, the first to tell you that, that it's a problem. Like they, they will be the first ones to happily tell you that it is a real problem. But to say that they're all bad um, is just not, I, I, I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's intellectually honest. Uh, I, I also, by the way, don't think it's accurate either, if that makes sense. You get my point? Israel is at war. Israel is trying to survive. Israel was, was attacked. There are casualties of, of war, and I'm sorry, but, you know, Israel must do whatever they have to do to survive. They have to wipe these people out completely. And they, but see, now what you're calling for, and this is where I will call you out on this, okay? You're now calling for, in essence, genocide of all Palestinian people. That's no different than what, Palis, than what Hamas is saying and what many Palestinians are saying about Israel. Like, I, I, I would never stand by that. I want to make that clear. Well, I know, I know that I know it's a difficult choice, but I can I can see that you know uh, Israel is not saying let's uh, let's uh, eliminate all these people, let's let's get rid of them completely. But they are put in a situation that they probably don't have a choice. They have to defend themselves. They have to do whatever you have to do. I, I have no problem with Israel defending themselves. Okay, I have a problem with what you just described which is genocide of an entire group of people. And there are many innocent people that you're talking about right now. That's my problem with what you just said. Uh-huh. Well, I understand what you're saying, but I also understand, you know, the, the Israelis have, you know, have, they got to protect themselves. Who are we? I mean, are we really behind them? No. Uh, I, look, I, just because there, you, you, I'll give you a great example. There are pastors that commit crimes. Did you know that there are doctors that commit crimes? Do I want to wipe all doctors off the face of the earth because of that? No, no. Do I want to wipe off the face of the earth every pastor because there's some that have been sex offenders or molested children in the church? We have to dial back the crazy a little bit with all due respect. Yeah, and you well, can't just come in there and, and, and be, and this is, by the way, what the left does. One person commits a crime with a gun and what do they want to do? They want to get rid of every gun in America. I don't think you'd be in favor of that, right? Oh, no, definitely not. That's the most ridiculous. Right. So, so then why use that same liberal logic when you're talking about Palestinians? It's, it's no different, sir, with all due respect. You can't paint with that broad of a brush. Because that's no different than what the liberals do. That's no different than what the extreme left does. Oh, they don't like one thing. They want to ban it forever, right? You can't do that. 
It will never work if you do it that way. It will never, ever, ever work if you do it that way. I appreciate the phone call, Alex. Good to talk to you. one 381 3811 one 381 3811 James, welcome. Line six, you are on the Mark Levin Show. Ben Ferguson with you. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? First of all, I got to... Oh, pretty good. I There's a couple of things. One, there is no war going on in Israel. You can't call it a war when one per, one side has guns and a few rockets and the other one has planes, tanks, and artillery. All right, I, I, I'll really take happen. the bait. What would you call it then? What would you call what happened on the 7th of last month? What would you call what Hamas did on that day when they paraglided in to kill an innocent men, women, and children, bake babies in ovens, and rape, take women to be raped, and then rape women while in front of the children and then killed the children. What would you call that? I call that a prison break. Basically, the Israelis have had the Palestinians. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. A, a, pri- a, a prison break. It, who's being held against their will in Palestine? except for the people in Palestine that have been held against their will recently by Hamas who refused to allow them to leave. I deal with facts here. The only people that are being held in Palestine right now are the people that are being held there because Hamas has said, we'll kill you if you leave your house, you can't leave. What I'm saying is this. The Israelis have built a wall and surround it and control that's Entrance not true. That, that's not true. They have not surrounded. They built a barrier. That is true. They have not built a barrier around all of Palestine. That's a lie. This is where you've been brainwashed by the radical left to believe that there were four walls around Gaza. That's not true. There is a barrier between them and Israel. There's not there's not they're not in a cage, sir. And the fact that you believe that tells me you've done no research at all and you've just been brainwashed by whoever's been feeding this to you. They have built the the Israelis, the Palestinians basically live in prison. and They do not basically live in prison. And if you are living in prison, as you described it, then you're the idiot for staying because you can leave under normal circumstances anytime you want. Now, some of them can't leave now because they're being held hostage by Hamas, who said you cannot leave because they want to use them as human shields. But before the attack happened last month, you could leave whenever you wanted to. Because no other country will take them, one, and two. That's also a lie. That's, again, see, this is the problem with guys like you, James. You don't know, with all due respect, what the hell you're talking about. You're, 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 you're absolutely full of crap. The idea that no one will take people from Palestine is a lie. Look at where they're going right now. They're being taken right now when the ones that are able to leave, leave. Like, you're just a liar. And, 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 and I don't know, maybe you're not trying to lie. Maybe you've just been completely brainwashed by the, by the mainstream media and the left. But the idea that Palestinian people aren't welcome anywhere else. No, the people that aren't welcome in other places are the Jews. 
the people and, and, and the Palestinian people are welcome all over the Middle East and can come and go as they please. They're not in a jail. They're not four walls around them. You're just lying. And, and I don't know if it's because you, you, you're intentionally doing it or you've just been brainwashed, but you need to actually. And the reason why I'm, I'm having this long conversation with you is because I, I think you've just been brainwashed. You've been completely brainwashed by the radical left who has sold you this bill of goods. Show me four walls. Show me where, where, where countries have said that, that Palestinians cannot come to their country and they're not welcome. Show me that there's no country in the world that said, or every country in the world said they, they're not welcome there. That is a lie. Hell, we allow Palestinians into this country for goodness sakes. So if you're going to talk about the facts, then let's talk about real facts here. Ben Ferguson filling in for the great one. Mark Levin, more coming up. Mark Levin. Levin show so nice to be with you filling in for the great one Ben Ferguson as uh, I wrap things up I do want to say thank you guys for listening uh, and make sure you keep up with me on social media Ben Ferguson show on Twitter you can follow me there also my podcast Ben Ferguson podcast wherever you get your podcast I'd love to keep up with you and I also co-host a podcast with uh, with um, Senator Ted Cruz so you can listen to that we do that three days a week as well I want to get straight back to your phone calls uh, the number is easy, 1-877-381-3811. Let me go to Bob, line two. Welcome. You are on the Mark Levin Show. Hi. Bob, you there? Go ahead. Yes, uh, thank you for your show. I'll make it real quick. I had a question about the IDF video, the 44-minute. Do you think they're going to release it? And I had a quick comment after your answer. You're, you're talking about the attack, the, the video of the attack, or the one about the, the IDF video of them going into the tunnels? No, no, I'm talking about the attack. There's 44 minutes of yeah, video. Some of the, IDF, so look, I've uh, seen some of the attack, some of the attack video um, that has come out, Bob, and it's pretty gruesome. Um, I've, I've watched some of it that I would not want even... I, 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 loved ones and others to see like people said, Hey, is it worth watching? And I'm like, it's, it is absolutely barbaric um, on a level that I think most people can't under like the, the amount of evil that I witnessed watching those videos made me come to the same conclusion before Netanyahu even said it, you're going to have to wipe Hamas off the face of this earth. You, you have to, there is no in between. Like you just have to do it. And, and, and that's a sad part um, of the reality of the situation that we're in now. And look, I do think putting it out there so people can see what you're up against may help it, the world understand. But I also think there's a lot of people that just don't want to see it because they just don't care. They, they don't want to see it because they don't want to admit what's actually happening. And they're not going to watch it because they don't want to have to admit what is happening. Mark Levin will be back with you on Monday. It's been a pleasure filling in for the great one. See you back here soon. 